edition of Realities Bay Vary. We are starting the show on this note. I'm Brian Noonan. He's Cody Goff. Uh, what note do you want to start the program on? You said, I, I want to start the show on this note. I can't decide if I want a beer. Okay, that, should, that shouldn't be a, a decision that causes you so much angst. I know. I know. And yet I showed up and that's the what's first keep, thing what's I keeping you from having a beer what what's the doubt what uh what's holding you back well i just had a frozen monday. well i have not it's not been a healthy monday brian oh all right what have you done i just i had a popeye spicy chicken sandwich for lunch and not not uh not healthy but delicious right with, i could see that being a thing with a mountain dew from my fridge okay double whammy of unhealth unhealthiness and then for dinner i had a frozen pizza and a mountain dew i hope it was not a home run in frozen pizza uh oh why they they recalled a whole bunch of them uh do you know what kind of pizza you had it might have been a home run in <laughs> sorry sorry to throw you oh this might we might be ending early as cody heads to the hospital Oh, more than 13,000 pounds of frozen yeah. meat pizza. So the good news is I don't think it had meat on it. Oh, all right. That's I'm good. clearly not a functional adult. My wife made me the frozen pizza. I know she put tomatoes and greens on top of it, but I don't know. I don't remember tasting meat. All right. Well, this is the classic deluxe with sausage and the whole nine. This has, oh, no. this has a whole bunch of stuff on it. No, no, I didn't do that. Okay, no. so I'm safe there. All right, uh, good. Thank goodness. I was worried about you. Mike asking, do zero real sugar or regular? I do regular Mountain Dew. You know, they got alcoholic Mountain Dew in Iowa. I saw that. Are you going to Iowa? Are you going to make a road trip? Are you going to go eastbound and down? Well, if Westbound you drive, and down? If you end up driving in Colorado for any reason and you go through Iowa and you get your hands on some, you got my Christmas gift all locked up. I'll do it. I'll, yeah, I'll do it like you did for me. I'm gonna put it. I'm gonna try my best. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah, if I go to Iowa, I don't know if I'm. Uh, is Iowa the only place they have it? There's like two states, and I know Iowa is one of them. All right. Hello, Sally. Hello, Linda. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I haven't seen it anywhere. Else. All right, I'll, we'll look. Because uh, I, you know, I go to other states. Yeah. Right now, um, it's only available in uh, Iowa, Tennessee, and Florida. That's three states. Yeah. And Tennessee and Florida doesn't surprise me. The fact that it's grouped in, they're grouped in with Iowa kind of shocks me a little bit. I know, right? Iowa doesn't say, I don't want Iowa to be Florida or Tennessee. I don't want that to be the case. But it is. Well, all right. So, all right. So you had, but what'd you have for breakfast? You probably had a healthy breakfast. Yogurt and fruit and a couple okay. cups of coffee. Okay. Uh, so bad. that's good. Then you had a, you had a crazy lunch. You didn't eat the whole uh, frozen pizza by yourself, right? You had some with your, uh, your lovely bride. She had half a slice. Oh, it's all right. Your kid eat some. No, he was asleep. Huh. All right. So you ate a lot of frozen pizza. Well, today's trash. You might as well finish out strong. Go out <laughs> big, you know, it, start again tomorrow. You're like the uh, rock. Today was your cheat day. Oh man, I've dude, I was cheating. Oh well, I would say I was cheating all weekend. I ate, I ate out. I mean, I was traveling all weekend, so I. Oh, that's right. You were in uh, Martha's Vineyard. Right. Oh yeah. So what are they? What'd you eat? A lot of clams and oysters and lobster rolls. I don't remember. I ate. I ate light because I ran out of. 
Yeah, it was it was a journey. What do we hold do on? Are we gonna have a health story? No, well, no. Oh, it's rest. my health. My health is well. Kind. I mean, I don't know. It, it's I'm healthy. <laughs> it's fine. It's uh, maybe I do need a beer. I don't know. or cat. Yeah, I'm excited because you have not put one full sentence together. Well, you, I look. You've uttered about seven thousand words, and not one of them has have been you know coherent. I got we got in at like one a.m. to midway today. Uh, yeah, and then we had to drive. So oh, sweet mama louche. Yeah, so I'm not firing on all cylinders. That makes all right. That makes more sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, we 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 had a layover in Orlando. Hold on, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull out my mental map and I'm gonna say, uh, Martha Vineyard's up here in Massachusetts, mm -hmm. correct? Mm -hmm. And Orlando, down here in Florida, mm -hmm. is that correct? Yeah. And then you laid over in Orlando. I'm guessing you took the kid to Disney. Um, Dropped a couple grand. In free weekend. Oh, that's right. All right. So you're in, how long was the layover in Orlando? Like a half hour. Oh, okay. So you didn't really have time to even do anything. Mm. They got did a, a nice brewery of, in the. Of, uh, well, it was either meth or bath salts. We did one of those. Ooh. While we were in Florida, we just figured we'd act like. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Why not? So, all right. So did you know you were going to have a layover? Was this part of the plan or did you have a direct flight flight from Martha's Vineyard? And they just went, you know what you'll like better going to Florida. I don't remember the original. We, the, there were many plan changes. The, the original booking, because we didn't fly to the islands directly. Okay. Right. Yeah. But you can, there's an airport there. On Martha's Vineyard, yeah, like a full a full size airport, full size airport. If you want to pay about three hundred dollars more per ticket, that sounds about right. Yeah, it's kind of a lot of money. So no, we flew into Providence, Rhode Island. Took a cab to oh. the ferry, which is in in like you know the industrial shipping yards in Indiana along Lake Michigan. Yeah, sure. I love those places. That's where that's where I go to do a lot of uh, extortion and shakedowns. Yeah, yeah. Imagine driving to one of those for an extortion and shakedown, and there's just a there's no like gravel or path. It's just like rocks everywhere and shipping <laughs> containers, and that's where the ferry dock is. I'm not exaggerating. Are you kidding? There's literally a trailer uh, that they have. The it has one bathroom. You can go in. And then this giant ferry pulls up, but it's literally there's like smokestacks and it's in the middle of some big construction yard. <laughs> and it's always been that way. So we take the cab. There's a couple of ferries, but we took that one. We take the Because you wanted a, a legitimate rustic ferry experience? Very rustic, yeah. So we hop okay. on that. It was like a two-hour ferry to the island, but it did save us a lot of, like it saved us $1,000 for the pair of tickets, literally. Whoa, all right. It's crazy. And the other thing is, uh, we had to fly Southwest because we canceled the Southwest flight last year. So we had the credit, but it expires this year. Right. So you got to use it up. And that's why we ended up with the layover in Orlando because there weren't that many direct flights there. I don't remember if our original return flight was a direct flight because we were going to come back early in the, we were going to come back early in the day. We changed it because the ferry didn't go back to Providence early <laughs> enough. Right. So we were there and we're like, we can't make the flight. So we had to move it to the end of the day. And then that's what ended up as in Orlando. So we had two and a half hours, a two and a half hour flight south to Orlando. And then a two and a half hour flight uh -oh. north of Chicago is like a, like a perfect triangle. We just didn't travel the high, the hypotenuse. Would this have been the hypotenuse? It doesn't matter. We didn't doesn't travel the, the short stick of that triangle. We just did the really long, narrow triangle, like a, like a, oh. you know. Yes, because this was not an isosceles triangle. 
No, it was or not. It was a lateral triangle. This was some obtuse triangle. It was uh, uh, obtuse means there's an angle bigger than 90 degrees. Yes. So this was not obtuse. So this would be acute. It would be it was, it was adorable. I wouldn't say acute. Sure. Like well, cute. that's it's either acute or obtuse or well, isosceles. Well, you're right. And I don't mean that you've got a 90 degree angle on you. <laughs> the only reason I'm so confident, I spent a lot of time talking about triangles last year in school. Oh, a lot of acute and obtuse doing the whole, the whole nine. I, oh man, I was all over the triangles. So was there no other way to get from Martha's Vineyard to Providence other than this one ferry that only ran whatever the hell it wanted to, because it knew it had to go back to the funky Providence shipping yards where Marlon Brando was doing an on the waterfront recreation. No, there were like three or four different ferries we could have taken, but this was the right one that was it's closest. Question: I don't know. Look, I literally did not even Google Martha's Vineyard before my wife. <laughs> she planned it was her friend's wedding. She's like, let's fly in now and do the ferry at this time. I'm like, I don't care. That sounds fine. You're handling it. And so I didn't know. I didn't know Martha's Vineyard was an island originally. Is that I, right? I was picturing like the Biltmore Estate. I was picturing a like a a bunch of grape like fields and a giant like palace because that's where I just imagined presidents hang out, not some like just random island near Massachusetts. Like that's that was a different experience than what I, I had planned for. Well, that makes sense. I mean, I get it. I, I get it. What What do you know about Martha's Vineyard? I know it's where the uh, the hoi polloi go to go to play. I know that's where, like you said, presidents and uh, well, the Kennedys don't go there. They go to Kennebunkport. But I don't know much about Martha's Vineyard other than it seems like it would be out of my price range. You know, that's really all I know, and and that could be way off. It is way is off. It? It's just an island. Well, how can it be so nice that, you know, Martha Stewart and uh, Obama and uh, Dan Acker, all these other people go to Martha's Vineyard? It's got to have it's got to be big time money. I don't know. There must be a part of the island that's big time money. And we went to a couple like very nice vacation homes. But like it's there's like five towns. It's very diverse. A couple of the towns really? are dry towns. Oh, oh I wouldn't want to go to that town. Dry towns. Massively diverse. So uh, actually, so the wedding we went to the uh, the groom is primarily the groom's friends and family because his wife is his wife's family is in Egypt in Cairo because she's oh, Egyptian. Wow. So yeah, okay. so so they uh, they did a, a, a Egyptian. I think it was a Muslim ceremony uh, over there with her family, and then they came over okay. here to do this. So it's mostly, but his group of friends, very diverse group of friends, like. It's one of those, it's like probably 60 or maybe 70% like white dudes. And then like a lot of black people, a lot of like just different, uh, just like races and backgrounds. So Are you diverse. pointing out the diversity to assuage your white guilt for going to Martha's Vineyard and <laughs> hobnobbing among the well-to-do? It's a primarily black island. <laughs> That's why I'm saying this because I talked to you. Are you sure you went to Martha's Vineyard? I'm a hundred, I'm a okay. 90. I mean, the, the, look, the black people that I talked to who were guests at the wedding that uh, we hung out with all weekend, a, the, uh, some of them are very like uh, active into the history and like 
uh, you know, um, kind of like the social justice kind of movements. I don't know the right term for it, but they're they're uh, they they're aware of the context of these places, and they were telling me about the Black history of it. There's just oh. one beach. We were like, oh, should we go to this beach? And they were like, well, no, you don't really like, lay out on a beach. It's a rocky beach. It's kind of a crappy beach, but that's where like the black people had to go because like of segregation and stuff like that. So oh. the, that's where the history of it is. But then it became like a cool spot. So there's like an interesting, like intricate history. But then when I was looking on like Wikipedia, it didn't really record a lot of that. I was reading and I, I was trying to fact check before this thing. And uh, I couldn't find some of it. There's, there is a, a section in the page about uh, the black history of the island. But um, no, it's, it's, a, it's a, I'm going to look at Martha's Vineyard uh, demographics right uh, now because oh, I this see the, says, i'm looking at a detailed map of martha's vineyard uh are you talking about joseph sylvia state beach no there was a different one the cedar tree neck sanctuary uh no it's a different one long point beach no lucy vincent beach no menamasha public beach no i don't think you were really on this island Stonewall Beach? No. Why? Squib Knocket Beach. I'm 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 looking at a demographic information of Martha's Vineyard, and there's no. Wait. According to the 2010 census, African Americans remain a small percentage, less than four percent. That's in. That doesn't. Well, then I was in like you were. The, you were where, fed a bill of goods. No, dude. I don't know. No, I. That doesn't make any sense. It's like everyone, everyone there was was not white. Like, <laughs> check yourself before you wreck yourself. There were not that many white people there. What the hell? Okay, well, I don't know what part of the island <laughs> I was on, but it was not apparently the the representative part of the island. So anything I say about the island is just going to be wrong. So I'll just stop there. Was it uh, South I, Beach or Katama Beach? No, we were on the northeast coast. Northeast coast of of the vineyard. Yeah. Okay. Everything I've uh, been fed was a lie. I ignore everything I've said. I, look, the part of that I Lambert's was on Cove Beach didn't seem like super fancy. Didn't wasn't super expensive. Okay. I wasn't paying fifteen dollars or twenty dollars for cocktails. Like ten bucks. Well, that's good. I don't know, man. Whatever. It, it's fine. I, I apparently didn't go to the crazy weird rich part or something. Uh, but that's my review. Maybe is there's like, not. I, maybe there's not a crazy rich part. I don't, my review is I would, I don't need to go back. Like I, okay. went, it's an island. You feel like you're just like, I felt like I was like in New Jersey, frankly, like somewhere by where there's ocean and like some buildings that look like they're beachfront properties. That's about it. Really? All right. Mm -hmm. Well, see, now that's, that goes that you've educated me because that's not when I hear Martha's Vineyard, I think fancy schmancy. Kind of like when I hear that people are going to the Hamptons. See, what's that? Is that a mountain? No, the Hamptons are on Long Island. Long Island? Long Island, yes, near New York. You ever heard of it? What? What's the Hampton? I thought it was just an the inn. Ha no, no, oh, no. The Hamptons are, the Hamptons are all where, now that's like where Howard Stern has his mansion and Billy Joel and, you know, that's, it's all the way on the east part the far eastern part of Long Island. So you you know all the rich people from the uh, from the from Manhattan have places on Long or in the Hamptons, 
You can go to Montauk or East Hampton or South Hampton or Sag Harbor. You That's know where, where the keep, money is. You know where I keep my mansions, Brian? <sighs> Next to your womanshins? Wow. That was horrible. That that calls for a beer. All right. So you've I've I've helped you make the decision. We've yeah, come yeah. full circle to we, are you going to get a beverage or not? I'm literally going to get a beer because right. you said that. Go get a beer. <laughs> make it a good one. You're going to need cuz you you're going to need to uh well go. What don't just stand here. It's going to be I, I was take your time. I was finishing your train of thought. I didn't want to interrupt. I don't know. I had nowhere it derailed. Well, I'm not even on a train. I'm apparently on a ferry that goes to the wrong part of a rich island. That I, I'm I, still, I've, I've named every beach and you said no to all of them. So I I, a, again, I don't I even lobster know. Roll. All right, hold on. Keep Googling beaches. I'll be back I'm looking in 30 at beaches. seconds. Again, Cody did not really, I don't, unless he tried to go to East Chop Lighthouse, but that's temporarily closed or uh, McConaughey. Which is on Martha, which is on the island. They call the whole island Martha's Vineyard. So it's not like Mar I thought Martha's Vineyard was one little town, but it's not. It's the whole island is Martha's Vineyard. Anyway, for those of you who came in late, uh, hello, uh, hello everybody, Victoria. Thank you. Uh, I saw that uh, Stuart jumped in. Hello, Stuart. Glad to see everybody joining us this week again. Uh, I am going to talk to Cody about this. I took his recommendation. And I was going through Wisconsin the other day on Friday, and I picked up some of that third gear pre-made old-fashioned mix. So this is the bourbon old-fashioned, and uh, it is quite tasty. I also got the brandy one. And, uh, you know, if third gear wants to sponsor a drinking segment of the program, we'd be happy to have you. A lot. Uh, we're going to get to a lot, but we we finally we're going to have to get to the get to the bottom of this trip and why Cody. I love an island. Quite frankly, if I was to go on a vacation uh, to some island, I would find it very peaceful. Now, I was not there for a wedding, so it wasn't. I'm sure he had a lot to do all the time and was running around. Now, Marta says Kenneth Bunkport was bush. I do see Chappaquiddick Island um, on Martha's Vineyard, so I'm guessing I'm guessing that's got to be the same Chappaquiddick where uh, Ted Kennedy forgot how to drive. But allegedly no he that's no not allegedly well he's dead he's not gonna not gonna come after me maybe east beach that's not where cody wanted to go because that's near chappaquiddick that's where the fancy the fancy fancies go i was telling everybody i'm uh trying your recommendation for third gear and hoping that they'll sponsor the broadcast but again if you say you were in the northeastern part of martha's vineyard which is the whole island is martha's vineyard i thought it was just one town on there. there's a bunch of towns on martha's vineyard you were either trying to go to Inkwell Beach. Inkwell, Inkwell. Inkwell Beach. Got yep. it by Oak Bluffs. Sure. Right by Farmnet Golf Club. Whew. Sounds like I know a lot about Martha's Vineyard. I'm just looking at a map. <clears throat> Please realize this is not an educational podcast and to take everything that I said with a lot of grains of salt. Look, I was told this stuff. I trusted the people I heard it from. Uh, I may have been missing Forbes slightly. <laughs> I, I truly thought it was at least a 50% black island. I'm, I'm floored, like based on everything I saw everywhere and everyone I saw, I'm shocked that it is a like vast majority white island. I'm hating to tell you that you were way off. I was, yeah, no, this is, this is, this is actually shocking to me. 
Now, you could have taken a ferry to Nantucket. The boat ride's so long, you'd say suck it. I didn't want any honey. Is that? Oh, is that? Why should I know that? Because it's nectar. Nectar from Nantucket? What? My wife? You, you're responding the exact same way my wife did. Nantucket Nectars. It's a brand. Of it's what? a brand of like juice or something. I don't even know what brand it is. This is the then how do you even know it's a, how do you even know it's a thing? Nantucket nectars, because I can see the logo in my face. They sell juice at like 7 Eleven. Nantucket nectars? Yeah, Nantucket nectars. You I don't like, think they come from Nantucket though. Pineapple or well, uh, well, okay then. All right, so you it. get to the island. You yeah. you take the ferry over. What? I was done with the story. Oh, are you? You just don't want to go back. But the wedding was nice. Well, I yeah, maybe we should be done because all your facts about uh, Martha's Vineyard are way off. I'm drinking a coconut death. Oh, you son of a gun. From Revolution. Don't worry, I'm how saving you at least one. How is it? I just want a sip. Mounds of coconut and oak. Well, you're not going to get a sip. You're going to have a whole one and then get toasty because toasty, there's toasty. Oh, how much alcohol is in it. Oh, they stopped putting it on. the They stopped printing the out. Oh, no, 15%. 15%. 15%. That's good. That's all you need. That'll set you that'll set you right up after uh, with some jet lag. And I'm enjoying this bourbon uh, the bourbon old fashioned from Third Gear. Isn't it good? It's tasty. I got a bottle of that and a bottle of the brandy one. Yeah, yeah, I got both I get one of each when I go. So have you so tried I was, both? I have it. This is the first time I've tried it. I was going to have one the other night and I just was like, uh so I didn't and I thought, "Oh, I got to try one tonight." So I I flipped a coin and I went with the uh, bourbon one. So I will have the brandy one later in the week. Is it not better than most pre-mixed beverages? Like oh, a hundred percent. All I would because it's because it tastes like actual alcohol. It doesn't taste. It's not syrupy. It's not you know. It tastes like an old fashioned. It's supposed to. Yes. Bourbon with a little bit of something in there. It's it's not syrupy, but it's not like because I got a uh, I got like a Knob Creek pre-mixed old fashioned. Okay. Which you think is top shelf because it's not. Yeah. Pre- but it's, terrible it just it literally well the thing is it's not terrible it tastes it tastes like knob creek with like a splash of lemon or something oh okay and if so if you love the taste of knob creek great but if if i if i wanted straight whiskey i would just buy a straight whiskey yeah i want a cocktail that doesn't taste like it so it's like it's just sweet enough to where it really really yes. does take the bite off but you can taste that whiskey in there yeah yeah it's good i, I panicked i'll be honest i went so uh I, Friday, I had to go back up to Milwaukee because WTMJ is moving to a new location. Oh, so good. And it was very, uh, very reminiscent of when we went through when the old place was moving out of the tower. And everybody's, oh, everybody's so excited. And they tour around and, uh, you know, the there's three radio stations in the Good Karma group and the Good Karma home office is moving to this spot. And it's in a building downtown that has this big food hall that has shuffleboard and ping pong and video games and coffee. Unbelievable. So, you know, they're walking us through and it's not quite done yet. And a lot of, a lot of similarities, like the sliding glass doors for the offices um, where everybody was tripping all already over the rails. And I was like, oh, a lot of people had to put, I'm whispering. Uh, There were a couple of guys there that I knew well enough where I, you know, we were making little comments throughout. And uh, I was like, oh, people had to put signs up on the glass because they were falling down. (laughs) 
oh, all right. And um, everybody's all excited about all these things. And, you know, the new rules about food and beverages at the workplaces. And, you know, we want everything to stay pristine and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, that's going to last about six months. Because th- it's all open concept again. Just like at, uh, at the old place, you know, when they open everything up. And it's very nice. And there's a ton of it. I was laughing because I got a feeling the same people who designed our old place designed this because a lot of those little conference rooms or gathering rooms, you know, we were going to have all those little spaces where you could meet and da, 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 da. That was what they told us over there and nobody ever used them. So they turned them into other stuff. Same thing here. A lot of, lot of, and it's all very nicely done. And each conference room has its own, uh, own theme and own name because they represent the other markets in the brand and everything is top of the line. And I was, but I was just laughing because I, it was, I was having deja vu. Then we go into this cafe. Uh, It's gigantic. Oh, and this is where you could come and we'd like you to eat out here. And there's two banks of microwaves and refrigerators and, all uh, stainless steel stuff and uh, counters. And then there's booths and tables. And then in the back, there's all these big like conversation pits where the stuff moves around where you could. So, Oh, everybody's going to have fun. And we're all going to come in here and you can eat and you can just hang out. Maybe you want to work in here, blah, blah, blah. And then here's the game room. And there's going to be a ping pong table and this giant TV, like a, like an IMAX screen TV is always going to have sports on it and you can just come in and, and they're describing all this stuff that it sounds great. And I'm like, when is anybody supposed to work? Cause they never mentioned work. Really? They mentioned, we're all going to be able to do this. And um, this got me. I like this. They're like, none of the cubicles or none of the workstations are going to have individual trash cans. You got to go into the cafe. It's communal trash cans. I was like, okay, that seems strange, but all right, um, good. And at one point I turned to one of the producers and I was like, where do we do radio? (laughs) He's like, yeah, I don't know. So the studios are downstairs and they have windows that face out into this food hall. So people will be able to watch us do shows like they used to do at the showcase. And the studios, you know, not, not done yet, but laid out really nice. Everything looks like it's going to be top of the line. There's, um, you know, an entrance in case an entrance off the loading dock in case some big wig is coming and doesn't want to have to walk through the food hall and then take the elevator up to the offices and then come down. You just, you know, like say the governor's coming in. They just call, they go, the governor's here, and he pulls right up to the door and runs in. Boom. So that was very nice. But I say all that to say, you know, deja vu. But then I had to stop at Woodman's because I'm coming back, and I'm like, all right. And I start looking. I actually stopped at Woodman's on my way up. And I'm like, I could just run in and get this. Then I start panicking because I can't find it anywhere. And I'm down the bourbon aisle, and all I saw was they had a – what's a bullet pre-made old fashioned and a pre-made Manhattan. And I was like, that can't be it. And I'm looking, I'm looking. And then I finally see a little sign pre-made cocktails. I'm like, that's, and as soon as I turn the corner, I'm like, there they are. And boom, I grabbed them. 
and that was it. But uh, yeah, I panicked. I panicked for a minute. Not really. I like being at Woodman, so it wasn't a panic. But I also had to get to this meeting, and you know, uh, now I knew my car also was in the crosshairs for thievery because after we mentioned last week the Kia boys that were stealing cars up in uh, Milwaukee. Then everybody's sending me notes. It's not just in Milwaukee. It's here in Chicago and here because we do things a little bit bigger than in Milwaukee. It's Kias and Hyundais. So my entire family's fleet of vehicles is uh, on the hot list for being swiped. See, you got to be like me and not even know what kind of car you drive because right. then you don't think it's going to get stolen. I'm safe. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. So the food hall, it's at the Avenue in Milwaukee. The food hall is open now and it's, it was nice. We had lunch there, uh, after the, the tour on Friday and, um, 11 to six happy hour every day, $2 off pints. I had myself a spotted cow and a bratwurst. Why wouldn't I? I was in Wisconsin. Is, uh, does the studio face on any beaches? No. Well, no. And I don't know the, the, uh, demographics of the Avenue. Mm. So I can't, I can't spread any misinformation. It faces, we don't know what the food stand is that's going to be what we face, actually. Because WTMJ is at the end, then ESPN's in the middle, and the truth is on the other end. So the truth kind of faces north-south, and it looks kind of at a wall. And we look out, but the food place that we will be facing has not opened yet. So we don't know what it's going to be. Wait, one of the places the truth faces is a wall? Well, it faces down. It's out. You can see it, but it face, it actually faces the ping pong, one of the ping pong tables. Oh. Yeah, so people, if people are playing ping pong, they'll be right outside the truth's window. Wow, that'd be fun for the host to watch. Unless it a ping pong be. flies through the window at high speed and hits one of them in the head. How hard would you have to hit a ping pong ball to go through... I'm guessing double or triple pane soundproof glass. Pretty, pretty hard, but the truth hurts. Boom. Oh. So we leave that and we move on to something else. <laughs> that was very nice. I hey, left the windows you. open again today, despite uh, despite yeah. the cicadas, and now a train. I hear the choo-choo train. I want to open I my window because I think my, my cicadas just shut up, actually. I'm still on my headphones. Yeah, I can't wait. Hear I don't hear many cicadas either. Yeah, the train's oh. going, but I like to add a little, uh, a little ambiance, a little local ambiance to the to the uh, broadcast if we can. Uh, did anyone steal your car? No, Mike. Nobody stole it this time. I don't think I wasn't panicked by it. I got a spot right by the door, and uh, I came out, and I was thinking, "Is my car going to be there?" Because I was, uh, yeah, I was nervous. But no, my car, my car survived. And so far from the, the producer that had his car stolen for the third time the other day, uh, I didn't see him there on Friday. He was probably taking a tour at a different time. But, but everybody knew that, yes, his car had, in fact, been stolen for the third time in a year. You just set that car on fire after that. That's rough. What'd you think of the big? Uh, what'd you think of the big search warrant, the big raid, the big Mar-a-Lago uh, FBI dealio? Or do you All have right, no? Now, uh, do you have any thoughts? Is Mar-a-Lago an island, or Mar -a -Lago is Mar-a-Lago is no, but it's is it close. a vineyard it's right on the water? Is it a vineyard on the water, or is it like a There's, palace? It's well, it's one man's attempt at a palace. Sure, yeah. One man's attempt to you know 
show that he is more than others. So, yeah, you could call it a palace. Uh, I'll be honest, Brian. I actually knew that this happened. I I figured you were, listen, you were at a, at a wedding, and I heard the wedding very diverse, so I'm sure people were talking about current events. Sometimes. So I'm sure that came up. Yeah. I did not actually see the warrant, though. That came a few days later, right? That yes. was recent, like today? Yes. No, the warrant came out over the weekend. Saturday. Yeah. So that's Saturday, why the warrant it. came up. No, today they were today they were asking a federal judge to block the release of the affidavit because the Justice Department said if that gets released, it's going to compromise their investigation. It's going to uh it could give give away the informants that are helping them it could give away everything that they're working on so they're they're saying fine we you know you got the search warrant which they could have you know they could have released themselves just saying what was taken but the affidavit that that is how they made their case to the judge where the judge went oh yeah you have grounds to have a search warrant for this property there's there's enough probable cause that a crime has been committed we're not they don't want to unseal that why would they unseal that? Just to, uh, I don't know, shut everybody up. That's not going to shut anybody up. It's going to have 50% of the people in this country thinking about hunting down and killing people that tipped them off. Well, they're already doing that. Right. Yeah, they're already doing that. We got that uh, the guy in Ohio that got shot in the, uh, ended up getting shot down by uh, government employees after he tried to kill them. The FBI, uh <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, man. Well, yeah. I here's my hot take, and then I want to hear what yours is. My hot take is nothing's going to change, no matter what evidence comes out, no matter what. Uh, so let me specify what I mean by that. Yes. What I'm what I'm trying to say is that no matter what evidence comes out, no matter what someone is found guilty of or arrested for doing, or uh, evidence is supporting that X or Y happened, the people who like Donald Trump will not change their mind about him. Uh, and, oh, and I agree hundred percent. They will go one of two ways. They will either, they'll, they'll either justify it some way or uh, deny that it happened by, by making <laughs> up some crazy conspiracy theory, like that some magician named Q has been infiltrating the government and doing like weird, uh, like, uh, like brain ops operations on like <laughs> pedophiles in pizza parlors or something. Oh, wait a second. It's already happened. So Why like, does it always come back to the pizza parlor? It's so strange. So I don't know. Uh, I, I guess I like, I mean, you know, it'd be cool if like, I don't know, some dude like stole nuclear launch secrets and then got arrested for it. Like, I think that would be a good, maybe like step be neat. towards like the person, like maybe, but maybe like, you know, um, uh, 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 one step towards discouraging future people from like stealing really uh, profound national secrets and, and just hanging out with them and in your weird beachfront yeah. property. Uh, but uh, you know, who am I? So, uh, that'd be cool. But you know, end of the day, I don't think that the conversation's not going to change Brian. The conversation, I, the, the rhetoric of the left is not going <laughs> to change. The left is laughing at us. The left end, look at the left. They're laughing at us, guys. They think it's funny that we got arrested for stealing the nuclear codes. And that's just <laughs> like woke snowflake as a... Then they have people on CNN wow. like, 
like uh like oh, oh, oh orange man bad did the bad thing oh, ratings go up me rachel maddow so rachel like, maddow's uh her show's being taken over good she's yeah, somebody... by alex alex wagner jones? the woman from the circus oh, no not alex jones oh my god that'd goodness. be amazing if alex oh. jones took over for rachel maddow just for a night for like april fools could you imagine <laughs> oh that would all be the, the ultimate april fool all the snowflakes on the left would get so upset by that by him instigating violence what's wrong with that why do i who is why your is who is that? your right wing valley why, girl why is that my alt-right i don't voice? know that's we, who are you uh are you, are you marjorie taylor green or lauren bobert I don't know who those people are. You and oh, I don't, come on, you know who those people no, are. No, I don't, and I don't care to find out. I I I've heard the names, but I don't know who they are. All right, good. All right. Isn't Marjorie Taylor Green like a crazy senator or something? She's a congressperson from Georgia. Okay. And Lauren Bobert is the gun-toting uh lunatic who was uh, who is married to a guy who was arrested for exposing himself to teenage girls at a bowling alley. Uh she's from Colorado. That's illegal. Well, you would think, but to them, it didn't really happen, despite police reports. Well, I want to hear your take, because you're such a snowflake, and I bet you I are am a snowflake, and I'm a sheeple. Uh, I may be a libtard. I don't know. <laughs> I've got a lot of labels. Uh, I wear a lot of patches. I, I have, you know, I don't have, the only thing I'm missing is flags with a president's name on them, or hats with snappy titles, or, you know, uh, different things. This is here's here's my take. I agree with you that in the end, uh, you're not going to change anybody's mind. I'm I am hopeful that because Merrick Garland is a very refined AG. He's the attorney general. He's the attorney general. I know I'm Googling what attorney general means. All right, he's the head of the Justice Department. He is the chief law enforcement officer for this nation. Okay. Well, anyway, he's very careful. He's not. Uh, he's not trying to be flashy. They pulled off this this warrant being served with no leaks. That was the that was the best part. Nobody knew it was coming till they were almost at the door. And then the FBI called the Secret Service and said, "Hey, we're coming in." And uh, the Secret Service was like, "Okay, we'll meet you at the door," and brought him in. And they did what they were supposed to do. And I love that it has been framed by uh, the orange one and his minions as it was a raid. It was a raid on the compound and it was occupied by huge numbers of FBI agents. They were serving a search warrant uh, that had been signed off on by a federal judge who he had appointed. Uh, it was served by the FBI whose director he appointed. Um, and, <laughs> and they found what they were looking for and they gave the list like they always do after a search warrant of everything that was taken. Now, if you believe him, uh, you believe he didn't have the boxes of files, but his passport was in the boxes and they took his passport, which was in the box of files that he didn't have, that he had given away, and that he had declassified, even though he didn't tell anybody he declassified them. And you can't just say, oh, those were declassified when they weren't. So even Fox News today has had to kind of backpedal and go, well, uh, um, Maybe uh, so now they hurt themselves. They get their, you know, they're laying on the ground crying because they're like, this is this is getting crazier. And he could have come out at any point uh, when his when his nut jobs are equating the uh, 
FBI and the Justice Department to the Gestapo and uh, representatives are calling for war, but he hasn't. Uh, he, today, he did say the temperature needs to come down, but he didn't say, hey, man, stop threatening the FBI, because aren't we the people who are supposed to be all about not defunding the police and all about uh, supporting law enforcement, even though our supporters beat them with flags on the uh, steps of the Capitol on January 6th? But let's not talk about that part. Let's talk about how we want to keep law enforcement uh, financed and we want to make sure that law enforcement is intact until law enforcement actually works against us. Uh-oh, because we might have done something really bad. Uh, unless you're Rand Paul and you think that the Espionage Act is outdated. So, okay. Oh, you didn't hear that part too? Oh, no, he he wants, yeah, he thinks the, uh, the Espionage Act is, uh, that was so 100 years ago. We should get rid of the Espionage Act. Wouldn't that mean they pardoned Snowden? I don't know. I don't remember they don't, why. They don't think past the they don't think past the low hanging fruit talking point. They do though, because they got Roe v. Wade overturned. That was like a fifty year effort. Well, those got yeah, but I'm talking about the kook jobs, the like the Mitch McConnells and stuff who were laying. Mitch McConnell has been laying had been laying in wait for Roe versus Wade for sixty years, and he had been doing everything he could. These Yahoo, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Lauren Boebert. Uh, who was the the guy who ran away during uh, during January? These guys are all just looking for attention. They're not looking for long term change. They're not. They don't care how they actually govern. They just want to be notorious. Notorious. <laughs> Threw a little music in there for you. So that's my take. Well, were you not entertained? Like, did it make your day? When I you loved saw it. it. I loved it. I was like, oh, my God, I don't know if anything's going to come of this. But I will say, um, I can't see the Justice Department doing this just to do it. This is, I know, listen, I know there's a lot of uh, chicanery. I have to, I, I, I choose to believe that when it comes down to the law, somebody is out there that's actually trying to enforce the law. And realizing that there are people who think they can do whatever they want because they have power or money or whatever. And they say, no, I don't think so. Uh, the law is the law, whether you're, you know, ideally, whether you're some guy who works at the gas station or whether you're the president of the United States. Now, I also know that that's not how it really works, but I think if we can show if we can show the vast majority of Americans that, yeah, people in power can be held accountable, then it might go a long way to go for people to start, you know, believing in changes being made and stuff like that. And I know that's a naive take, but I'll take it. I'm putting it out there. I, I choose to believe that this is not, it's too high a pitch for it not to be thought out. You know, they're not, they weren't just going to do this. This has been ongoing. And today, according to legal experts, air quotes around legal experts, they're saying the reason they asked not to unseal the um, affidavit is because that shows that there is a grand jury in play now. So. What's so grand about them, Brian? Well, they put out indictments, Cody. This is your civics lesson for the day. Josh Hawley. Yeah, that's it, Marta. Thank you. Josh Hawley. So there's there's my political chunk for the night. 
I wanted to see. I, I figured you, I that one I knew you couldn't have escaped that one. There's other things you could escape, but I think I think a former president's uh, pseudo empire being knocked, the door being knocked on by federal authorities to serve a search warrant. Hello, that's big news. It, it was there, you know. I will say it didn't dominate Twitter that day. I, at least my feed. Well, but then again, well, my yeah, but your feed has everything blocked except cat videos and stuff about podcasts. Not true. My Twitter trending topics feed, like if I open my Twitter search app and I hit do? the search bar, check this out. This is what I see. This is what I see. You see that? That's a foreign language up top. And it then a is. string of numbers. All of them are language or foreign languages, except for a couple. So it's Do you great. speak so, any of those languages? No, I set my location to look for only trending in Japan. And here's what's so beautiful about that, Brian. Yeah. Not only do I only get Japanese headlines I can't read. So, like, I don't know what any of this says at all. Right. Maybe there's a picture. It doesn't mean anything to me. But the only thing that trends in English in Japan is what, Brian? Trump. Actually, two things. No, two things trend nationwide in Japan with English language tweets. Two topics. Pokemon and wrestling. One topic is video games, and the other topic is professional wrestling. All right, I got one of the two. So money. I in almost the bank. got two of the two. Money in the bank is trending. That is a WWE event, and so I get to read a bunch of tweets about money in the bank in when English. When is that happening? I don't know. I don't know what okay. I don't know anything about. It. I'm not going to tap it. But uh, Kenny Dykstra is trending. He was a pro wrestler uh, really? for some time, and apparently he's back. Maybe question mark. And uh, Darth Vader's trending. Don't know why. In but... Japan? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Domo arigato, Mister Roboto. Dude, it's it's the it's literally the perfect. It's literally the perfect Twitter feed for me. So I know nice. now. Yes, I do see now. The algorithms know there's a big event, right? Like there's like right. like like after Uvalde, let's say for example, every American was tweeting about it. So my whole feed was dominated by that, right? So yes. like if it's that big of a news story, but for my feed, the 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 Mar-a-Lago raid, a few tweets, and I even mm -hmm. it wasn't because I I don't think about any of that often. So I, I sure. actually. It took me a few passes before I realized, like, what what is Mar-a-Lago? At first, I thought it was <laughs> I thought it was some uh, some like uh, beer distillery or something. Ooh. And then That's after a while, good. after a while, I was like, wait, no, it's it's a thing in Florida. I get no, no. Actually, I got it mixed up with um, Guantanamo <laughs> because they sound the same. It because I was like, Guant okay, Mar-a-Lago well, raided. Oh, they, they raided a prison that we run. Okay, that's weird. And then I had to read because Mar-a-Lago and Guantanamo, Mar-a-Lago, Guantanamo. If you kind of slur your words with the Mar-a-Lago, they end in O and they have four syllables. Sort of spaghettios. Well, if they Mar-a-Lago spaghettio. If they raided spaghettios, I would have been just as engaged. See, I would have been shocked. What about what about Olivia Newton-John? Did she trend in Japan? No, I heard about that though somehow. How could you not? I know you don't follow much social media, but oh my God, you would have thought everybody on Facebook had an intimate relationship with Olivia Newton-John. Everybody on Facebook and Twitter. Dude. Everybody had a story about Olivia Newton-John. Based on the number of times my sister watched Grease when I was growing up, when I was playing video games in the next room, uh, yeah, I'd say that uh, I know somebody that had a close relationship. Well, you had a close relationship when Sandy went bad.
in her black leather pants. Yeah, it was on a night like this, in fact. Really? Just another summer night. Very nice. Yeah. Sorry, Very tell good. me more, Brian. Tell me more. <laughs> I don't I won't put up a fight. I don't know any of the other words. I don't know. <laughs> if we're going to have a lyric off, that's about where we're at. Did he put up a fight? Something, something, keep you up. Bad bad bad. Very sexual musical for something my sister was watching when she was like 10. Yes, and I know this has been said a million times, but it's hard to believe uh, people who are 40 and 50 playing high schoolers. No, it's not. That cast, that cast was aged. That was almost like they were in a nursing home having flashbacks to high school of their current selves. They were sitting wow. around some sort of dementia ward uh, in 1957, or, well, it would have been later, I guess, in the 60s, late 60s, early 70s, and they were trying to remember high school, but they could only remember them in their aged form. And, uh, you know, beauty school dropout, she's 50 in the, in the movie. Kanicki. Kanicki was uh, applying for VA benefits. <laughs> John Travolta running around the track with his big pompadour, you know, hoping his knees didn't give out because he just had replacement surgery. Horrifying. I and all I remember I remember Olivia Newton John in Greece, and I remember, you know, let's get physical. That was the uh, you know, and uh yeah, I think that was it. I didn't pay a lot of, I mean, I knew who she was. I was aware that she was a big star, but, uh, I was not a big Olivia Newton, John guy. Mm. So I didn't post a picture, even though I, even though I had FOMO of not being involved in the tributes to Olivia Newton, John, mm. I also didn't have a story about Anne Heche. I don't know who that is. That was Ellen's first girlfriend. When she came out Anne Heche is an actress. Did she die? She drove her car into a house in California. Both the house and the car burst into flames, and they took her off life support Sunday. Oh, yesterday. that's sad. Yeah, it was it was pretty gross. But she was an actress. Uh, took a bad rap. Everybody said she was kind of crazy, but she's a good actress. Hmm. You know, I've heard Ellen's kind of crazy. I, oh, I've heard. I've got secondhand uh, information. She's not a nice lady, but I, that's all alleged. I don't know. On Reddit, there are Ooh. entire threads dedicated to how much of an a-hole Ellen is. Like, apparently, she's just, like, like the first thing that you learn, like, two things when you move to L.A. Like, one is you don't need an umbrella, and number two is Ellen's an asshole. Yeah. Like, people people say she's one of the worst human beings, like, on the West Coast. I can't, I don't remember any of the stories, but many, I've read many Reddit threads where people just post laundry lists of stories personal stories, clips of her being rude to people, like just like heinous, awkward, awful, terrible human being kind of stuff. Well, Molly worked on the same lot where Ellen was taped and she got to know some of the interns from Ellen's show. Uh, she did not work on Ellen's show, but uh, let's just say all the things you just said were echoed to Molly from firsthand accounts Man. of just being awful. But man, she'd come out on stage and sugar wouldn't melt in her mouth. She was sweet as pie. Mm-hmm. They're all lying to you. Everybody's lying to you. Wonder what she's got in her safe in uh, Guantanamo. I don't know. I hope it's SpaghettiOs. 
I used to eat SpaghettiOs with meatballs like they had the cure to every disease. I loved them. I didn't care. I didn't know what those meatballs were made of. They could have been uh, raccoon eyeballs because sometimes they'd have a little, uh, like a bubble of gristle or something on them. I didn't care, man. When I was making $168 a week working uh, radio in Sparta, some Wonder Bread and SpaghettiOs, I was living large, brother. Have you brother. Had them as, so wait, you've had them as an because I tried them as an adult. Like, get, right, because I got a kid now. So we yeah. go back to the classics, get some of the Eggo thick and fluffy waffles. Delicious. Ooh, delicious. Sound good. Uh, you know, try a couple Pop Tarts. I was like, nope, these don't hold up. Oh, I, oh, contraire. You are you are high on smack. Pop Tarts, Pop Tarts rule. Hmm. Did you toast it or did you eat it cold? Of course. Who eats it cold? I'm not a, a savage. Lot of, okay. Well, there are a lot of savages. You see them buying Pop Tarts at like 7 Eleven and just eating them out in the parking lot. Ugh. Like they're rabid gophers. I'm like, no, that's horrifying. I'm, I got to toast them up. I may be misremembering. The Pop Tarts may hold up, but the SpaghettiOs, I had some and I was like, oh, what is this? I now, like I have not had SpaghettiOs probably in over 20 years. So my recollection is all uh, colored by nostalgia and the fact that it it plays into my look how much I struggled narrative, you know, making 168 bucks a week doing radio, you know, 14 days on, two days off. Or no, 12 days on, two days off. Yeah, I was at days to the calendar. That's how much I struggle, Cody. They added two <laughs> extra days to the calendar every month just so I could. Just so I could keep working. Uh, <laughs> and that would be in my in my two hundred dollar a month furnished apartment. Cause right. I was living large and in charge. Dude, I That's get it. it. I used to do improv. And then what you wised up? No, I was was around a lot of people who didn't have money, same as me. Next week right. I'm basically gonna be reliving my improv days at what do I tell. Maybe the most annoying conference I ever go to. Oh, the podcast conference, where Pod- we are going to where we are going to get uh, Mark Cuban to come on here and talk, tell us about chicken salad. Oh, that's right. I got book Mark Cuban. No, so you next got book week Mark is, Cuban. Uh, next week is the largest podcast uh, uh, conference in the country. Podcast movement. Okay, I've, I've not been since 2016 or 2017. It was in Chicago six or six or seven years ago, uh, but or five to seven years ago. Anyway, it's in Dallas. I'm going to go. It'll be great. But a couple of years, a few years ago, Brian, uh, you could start to buy a virtual ticket. To the to podcast movement? Yeah, because they would live stream the keynotes and the panel. Oh, okay, okay. You, know, you could do whatever, 100 bucks, you get the live stream. Okay, cool. So I did okay. that. And uh, like, you know, when I went, I actually made some really good connections there. There were some cool people, interesting, uh, some nice networking, as it were, you know. And then uh, I'm not going to podcast from there. Sorry, Marta. Uh, no, actually, I'm taking next week off because uh, right. I'll be traveling. I don't. I, I I'm flying next Monday at this time. So I, I in the, into the week. So hours. it's in Dallas. You're going to fly to what? Uh, Anchorage first. I was going to have a layover in Anchorage and then head down. Well, I've never been to Hawaii, so I figured now's why, why not. And yeah, and you know what? A lot of people will tell you you should get out of the airport to really enjoy Hawaii. I don't think that's true. No, I think from the airport, uh, somebody will give you a lay and then you can have a nice, uh, you have some fresh pineapple, get back on the plane and you're off. And if they, if they got a Taco Bell, I can make my own volcano.
All right. So next week, now see here, I know that you are going to podcast movement and you, you know why you had a good time and made connections and things. Cause you're a professional mm. because it's your job. You, you know, that podcasts are a viable, uh, a viable piece of the media landscape mm-hmm. and not just a money grab or a place to sell coffee mugs. That's that too. Well, I know that's that, but you don't, you know, you're going for professional reasons. No, but what I was going to say is, so the live streams, right? Yes. Like I said, I had a great experience. Actually, when I went, the ke- the keynote was Kevin Smith. Ooh, that'd yeah. be fun. It was really fun. He talked a lot because he's been podcasting since like 2006 or something crazy long like that. Yeah. Uh, he's he's awesome. He was great. The keynote was very funny, obviously. He just monologued and just told a bunch of crazy stories. But so I started watching this live stream a couple of years ago. And like people's outfits got more and more outrageous. Like it, cosplay? Yeah, just no, like just wearing weird clothes, like looking really slovenly. Like they wear a pair of boat shoes and then like capris, but then like a top would be like a tuxedo top with like a bow tie and then like a weird fedora. Like just we like like try hard attention horror kind of behavior. Uh, and I'm I'm thirsty just like, Thursday. I'm like, please don't let that be the majority. Cause like if you go to a party with a bunch of improvisers, you know they're so annoying because everything yep. they say has to be a joke. And now I'm like, oh God, it's a bunch of podcasts. Like I would hang out with a bunch of radio people because you and radio people know how to talk to people really well you can be very engaging podcasting is like an unregulated version (laughs) of radio where any idiot can do it and they think that they can do it well when they really can't yeah they just like it's just gonna be the like i'm the blah 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 show (laughs) you listen to my podcast two cabinets oh i open one cabinet and i pull out an apple and then i open the other cabinet and i pull out a shotgun and then i load it up and blow it up my ass hold on i'm writing this down if you could talk slower because as we talked about we're going to be discussing some structure later (laughs) and i like the two cabinet uh the two cabinet idea may actually work for us (laughs) you know it's like the uh, the uh, the cabinet of dr kilgari Calgary or Calgon, take me away. Kilroy. Whatever. Kil- Kilroy was here, um, mm-hmm. but then he left. He didn't want to put up with our shenanigans. Wow. He was here. Actually, I knew he was here only because I looked over and I saw his fingertips and his nose over the edge of the door. And I was like, Kilroy, is that you? And he, I heard his little, he's very tiny. He's almost like a gnome, but he, I heard his feet take off down the stairs. It was weird. Gidget started barking. Lawson didn't care. He just slept there. But Debbie was like, ah, something with long fingers and a big nose just ran by. Could have been an opossum. Could have been a rat. Could have been Kilroy. I don't know. Well, I'm going to try to get Mark Cuban booked for our show is the point. <laughs> and I'm, I'm sure at least, I'm looking forward to it generally, but occasionally, like, I don't know, the after parties, it's just like, all right, what kind of characters are going to show up oh, there? Dude, you're going to come back with so many stories. I know. I and know, hopefully so, yeah. some sponsors. Two weeks, in two weeks, our episode's going to be lit because I'm I'm going to need a drink during it. But no, it'll be, I'm, I'm going to see my CEO will be there, the company I work nice. with. He's he's on a panel with some really notable podcast people and uh, uh, some other guy from my company will be there. So it'll be pretty chill. Do they pay? Do do guys like Mark Marin and Joe Rogan and uh, uh, Jimmy Pardo's got a big pot and other people like that come, or is it more 
corporations who are either in the in the podcast sphere or launching podcasts and then everybody who talks from their basement and really really wants to be the next joe rogan or mark Marin. well that that's why it's kind of a weird the conference kind of gets a bad rap sometimes because anyone can podcast but everyone yeah. is podcasting like they have sessions for people that like how do you get your first three episodes published and then they have you know sessions for like great you have thirty thousand listeners how do you monetize right um, and so like if you don't if you're not good at navigating the conference and and the descriptions aren't specific enough then you end up like just wasting time right right um, right i think it'll be a good use of my time and then there's vendors all the vendors are there you know like you remote recording with this software edit with this software that kind of stuff okay so, a little bit of everything, which, which I, I do like that. Um, but it it it's hard to make a case for people like me as podcasters to like, hey, I need to go to podcast movement because professional development and networking wise, it's you got to know what you're doing. Right. Um, yeah, so you don't want to spend you don't want to spend three hours talking to some guy who's blowing smoke up your ass because he's he's lying to you that he's got a big podcast and you haven't had time to look it up yet and go, you've got four listeners. <laughs> This that that can't be good, right? You know that that's not right. No, you want to talk to well, you want to talk to Mark Cuban. Yeah. Who else? Who else? Do we, who? What other big names are going to be there? Well, that you should Hilton, that you should target in my warped mind yeah. that you you'll be able to land. Well, Paris Hilton is DJing one of the after parties. If you are not, if you don't get a selfie with Paris Hilton, I will be wildly disappointed. Oh, okay. And if you don't ask her to be on the show, and she'll say, "What kind of show is it?" You, uh, you we don't know. But come on, you'll have fun. Get some chicken salad. We'll we'll FedEx some chicken salad to you before the show. <laughs> I will literally go up to Paris Hilton and say, I do a podcast where we FedEx chicken salad to people and ask them to rate it. Do you yep. want to be on it? And yep. I want to see what she says. I'm going to do it, Brian. I swear to God, if I get to talk to Paris Hilton, I will tell her that I do a podcast where we FedEx yep. chicken. But then I you... Will if I do that, you have to drive down and get the chicken salad. Oh, I will order. I, I will make sure that she gets the chicken salad. And we call it uh, Chick Liberty chicken salad, uh, something like that. Chicken salad uh, judging. Or we'll, we'll come up with a catchy name for it. Okay. And that'll be, that'll be that's part of the new structure. Where we, we <laughs> where I go broke FedExing chicken salad to celebrities. <laughs> For no, for no reason, for no reason, and and not getting anything from the place that I'm actually ordering the chicken salad from. No, you know, uh, and we don't need, we never say where it's from because then, uh, you know, that's free advertising. If they want to, if they want to sponsor it, then you know, hey, who would if I'm a business person and I sell chicken salad, and I have some Yahoo like me come down and go, listen, here's the deal, uh, we've booked Mark Cuban, Paris Hilton, um some wrestler maybe we get uh, roman reigns or uh so yeah guy he's gonna eat some chicken salad maybe uh you know maybe we reach out we get a couple uh pro athletes maybe another actor type um and they're gonna eat chicken salad and they're just gonna give us they're gonna tell us if they like chicken salad or not all right i haven't thought out the bit yet but okay. I, <laughs> but wouldn't you as a business person go what paris hilton's gonna eat my chicken salad I've got to. I've got to sponsor this bit. I mean, I I would if I had a lot of money that I didn't care about what happened to it. You got a lot of chicken salad money. This is a huge chain. Yeah, 
Look, we 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 wouldn't do it for nothing. We would do it for the lols. Oh, we got to get the lols. Mm-hmm. And we got to get the lols and the clips on YouTube. And then that leads to more uh, liking and following. And suddenly we're the uh, suddenly we're that hot wing podcast where they just have people on and eat hot wings. Amazing. Yep. Except right now somebody's listening and taking our idea. What uh, what topic? <laughs> At the start of this episode, I meant to be like, we should preview what we're talking about. I've got Martha's Vineyard and we'll probably Mar-a-Lago. What do you got? And then just, just fell apart. I got a beer. We talked about chicken salad. We I did. Texted Paris Hilton. It's a lot. Happened. Well, one of my things was talking about the people threatening law enforcement over the Trump warrant. We talked about that. That was a big deal. Uh, I have six hours for a hamburger. What? Uh, squirrel yelling on a fence. And uh, I'm already panicking about something and starting a new reg- a new regime started today. So I have I a number ooh. of things. Where let's, where would you like to panic. go? Let's panic. All right. So you know we're going to Ireland in uh, a little over a month, <laughs> right. right? A month. So I'm already panicked about what I'm going to pack because, one, the cars are very small, so you can't take big suitcases. Two, um, you can only, you know, your checked bag can only be a certain size. You get a carry-on, so I got a backpack where I'm going to have uh, my toothbrush, a couple of things, maybe an, uh, an extra shirt. But I'm not taking a computer or anything because that's too big and bulky. So I'm good with what I'm carrying on to the plane. But then I'm like, what am I going to take to wear? What do I need to have? What do I, I don't want to take too much, but I always overpack. So I've already I've already driving myself crazy. Do I use packing cubes? Do I just roll stuff up real tight and lay it in the suitcase? Do I do a run through and lay everything out that I want to take like a week before and then start weeding things out as I go? But then I'm going to end up going with two pairs of underwear, one pair of socks, and uh, you know my SIU sweatshirt, and that's not going to look good over there. I don't even know what kind of pants I'm going to wear. But I have decided on the on the plane I'm going to be that guy in sweatpants. I've got to fly overnight in and try to sleep. So I want to be comfy, comfy, but this is all weighing on my mind. And it's, we leave a month from Saturday. We leave the 20th of September. So I'm again, I'm losing my mind. What's left of it anyway. Tell me, how do you dress on airplanes? How are you going to dress for this international flight? Suit and tie? No. Normally I would wear, you know, I would wear uh, jeans or some khakis and, you know, a comfy shirt, but I was thinking we're in, you know, Cody, I'm in coach. I don't, uh, I don't have the scratch to fly business. Uh, I'd rather spend my money over there with my people than give it to an airline. So I was like, Oh, I have, uh, you know, I have some sweats that, are they got a little uh, fleece lining in? They're very comfortable, uh, so I think I'm going to wear those. And I'm taking two pairs of shoes, so I'll be wearing one of the pairs on the plane. And I'll wear, you know, a sweatshirt or something. And I don't care anymore. I've seen how people go out in public. Have you been to a Walmart anytime recently, or why anywhere? Would I, why would I do that? To save money, because you like a good price rollback. You know. Uh, that's another conversation. We'll get we'll get there. Uh, we'll 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 get we'll get there after this. Continue. Okay. All right. No, that's just it. So I've already started worrying, and I brought it up to Debbie, and she just shook my head, shook her head, because today 
I made a pledge that I'm going to walk now every day until we go because my hand is feeling uh, a little better and my foot's all healed. So now I'm going to walk every day before we go to Ireland so that I will be able to walk when we're in Ireland. Because every time I climb the stairs, I'm like, oh my God, when I get to uh, Blarney Castle, I got to go up this curvy stone narrow staircase. So hmm. I have to be in some, I have to have some semblance of wind to be able to get up that staircase because nobody's going to want to drag me down, back down, you know, be mocked by tourists and native Irishmen because I had a seizure on a, or I seized up on my way up to, to kiss the Blarney stone, which technically I don't need because I already have the gift of gab, but think how good I'm going to sound when I get back. Dude. And after all that Guinness, how uh, much time did you budget for the Blarney stone? Uh, we're going to try to get there first thing in the AM because mm. we're staying the night before we're staying about a half hour away. So we are planning on being at the Blarney at uh, Blarney Castle pretty early and spending how much time? Eh. We'll walk up, we'll walk up and kiss the stone first and then look around the grounds a little. But you know, as I said, and this is horrible, but after all our after our international travel, because Cody, you know, I'm a man of the world. I've I've been transatlantic numerous times. By numerous, I mean two. Wow, very progressive. Uh, I uh, listen. I I embrace other cultures. Uh, I endlessly compare them to ours. I find them to be superior in a lot of ways. I've seen enough castles and cathedrals to last me a lifetime, and museums. Quite frankly, I will uh, I will go to one cathedral in Ireland. I'm not sure which one. Maybe St. Patrick's in Dublin, maybe one along the way. Uh, I will go, I think two castles are a possibility on the agenda. One is Blarney Castle, and the other is Bunratty Castle. And Bunratty Castle is on our way to Galway, and the original Dirty Nellie's Pub, which has been open for over 100 years, is right at the base of Bunratty Castle. So I will see the castles, but I'm guessing they're not very different. You know, maybe the grounds around the castle are a little bit different. I could be way off and I may end up regretting this decision, but um, that's how I feel about the castles. Uh, as far as museums, seen enough. Don't need to go. Um, we're going to Spike Island, which is kind of a museum. It's a prison. Um, I will talk to people and learn things that, uh, you know, we are going, I shouldn't say that. We're going to see the Book of Kells at um, Trinity College, so we'll be walking through. That's kind of a museum. Uh, there is a leprechaun museum right by our hotel that, uh, who knows, maybe I get a couple pints in me and I decide, you know what, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make an amendment to my museum rule and go to the leprechaun museum. We are going to Giant's Causeway, Mike. Uh, that's, that's mostly amazing. rocks. All There's right. cliffs and things. couple notes about the castles. All right, from Blarney Castle, from my recollection, you don't go into it's right. like small and outside and the Blarney stone itself is outside. Right. So you climb up like a stairs of a half castle, like ruins and you kiss the thing and then you're done. It's not a big deal, but Bunratty also looks very small. Uh, yeah. That's what I'm saying. They're tiny. They're very tiny. So like these, like, dude, I did it. Yeah, no, I did a castle tour in Germany in 2017. Now, granted every castle, not a real castle, they were all just castle replicas built by Prussian princes in the mid to late 1800s. I'm not even kidding. 
Like they were all like, oh, this is 150 years old. We're like, wait, wait, what? Nothing Did you bring that up? Did you complain the entire time? This is not a real castle. No, they were faux castles. It was crazy. So these are real ones, but they're lame. Like they're, They were like the McMansions of castles. Right. No, these are lame in scope, right? They're small. You can go see them in an hour. I what I was the reason I initially asked about the, the yes. Blarney Castle is that when we went, I only budgeted a few hours. I went in 2007 with a girl I was seeing at the time. That's kinda, right. I guess. And uh, we budgeted like an hour for Blarney Castle, but there's a whole grounds. So like yes, you go I've heard the grounds are beautiful. Yeah, there's like 12 different little points in this big kind of park area that you kind of go to and so you, I you know, I think probably probably the morning if you take like the full morning, maybe like leave around like 1 or 2, you should have had a chance. You know, you know you walk around, do the whole thing, have lunch, then yeah. go, but make it more leisure like don't make it like a, oh, go kiss the stone and leave cuz I think you'll miss out. Like I wish I had spent a little more time okay. there. Okay. Good yeah, advice. Was, yeah, you know, it doesn't have to be all morning, but I, I think that's probably what'll happen, right? A couple out, few hours yeah. there, grab lunch while you're on site, and then head out. So. Well, and the the that's Saturday morning, and you know, from Blarney Castle to Charleville is only about a half hour too. So we're not we're gonna get to Charleville, which is right next to Milford, where my family is. And that's where we're staying for a couple nights. So we're not doing a lot of driving. So we do have time to. You know, wh whenever we decide, but we didn't schedule anything else, I guess was my point. We're doing mm. Blarney Castle, then we're going to Charleville, then we'll be in Milford, uh, hugging family and, uh, you know, sitting in the sitting in the pub where you know, my family is known to have had a couple, learning about things, seeing stories, maybe getting a, uh, does Fitzwilliam uh, need a Hurley outfit, a uh, Hurley uniform and a Hurley stick? What's a Hurley uniform? Hurley is a, a game over there. It's it's kind of like lacrosse. It's played with a stick that uh, kind of has a paddle on the end of it and a ball that's uh, wrapped in a couple leather strips. And my cousins are the premier Hurley manufacturers in Ireland. What? Really? McAuliffe Hurleys. Yes. Dude, I would take a Hurley stick. And they, are known, Hurley stick. they are known uh, worldwide. Yes. Nice. So. Uh, would. Uh, next question. Yes. Ah. Uh, it's gone. All right. Did it have something to do with whiskey? No, my my body has something to do with whiskey right now. With that coconut death, am I right? No. Yes, I, you uh, are. Uh, let's uh, no continue. All right. So that's it. So that's what I'm pan. I'm that's what I'm panicking about. Worried about the trip. Worried about uh, you know panicking and doing the walking. Getting prepared. My entire life now is based on not getting hurt or sick between now and the twentieth of September. Right, right, right. That is my entire goal. Now, uh, now, well, except for when you watch my son for well, a weekend, but right? We've all, but that's my goal had, is also not to get not to get sick when he's here. We've all, all the three of us have had COVID in the last month, so I don't think you're going to get it from him. Debbie is Debbie is adamant that we had it when we came back from Mardi Gras, not hmm. like right when the world was closing, when nobody knew what COVID was. So, like, because we all got sick after we came back from Mardi Gras. Mm -hmm. I don't recall that, but could be. Uh, but yeah, no, he he's fine. And if he gets, you know, if I feel that he's germy, if his nose is running and there's a productive cough, I will quarantine him up in the bedroom with a couple bow wows and, you know, Peppa Pig or Thomas the Tra Tank Engine, and he'll just, uh, you know, that's that. Or we'll make feed him. him 
make him sleep outside. You can just set the eggs and eggs and toast out on the plate. No, I don't want to do that. Eggs and toast get cold outside. Plus, we have uh, we have uh, possums coming in our backyard and squirrels. And... Possums are friendly. Are they? I was to looking a toddler. At, I was looking who's asleep at my... under the table. <laughs> I was looking at my calendar. So I had COVID a month ago. Today is when I got really yes. bad. Uh, I still have a sore throat and a little bit of a light cough. Oh, Jesus! Pretty annoying. Uh, hey, yeah. I asked about the plane because oh. if you're if you're gonna wear pants, that will prevent you from joining the Mile High Club. And let me tell you, did a, you do it? Flight to Ireland is a very good excuse. Is it sometimes a very good opportunity to do that? So and you would know this how? I just from I've just I read Wikipedia once. Well, here's my issue. If I'm not wearing pants, they probably won't let me on the plane. <laughs> right. If I stroll up to TSA with a rager going, it's time to go to <laughs> Ireland. Look at my shillelagh. Uh, who's got Blarney Stones? That's what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. I'm going to find your pot of gold, baby. Uh, wow. Yeah. They're not going to let me on the plane. Right now, Debbie not, might not let me out of this room. So how do I get it? How do I get around it? I'm wearing uh, drawstring sweats. That seems pretty easy. That's good enough. When uh, you know, uh, my my wife told me that the Atlantic recently had an article about our lowering standards of clothing on planes. Yes, it's horrible. It and is. I'm, I'm about to give into it. You walk into the airport and it's all yoga pants at best. All the just slovenliness, the flip-flops, the blah, blah, blah. Now, I, I'm TSA pre-check, so I wear closed-toed shoes because I don't yeah. have to take them off like a peasant. Look, I am I, as well. Yeah, we got our, Did I tell you we got our global entry cards? Global, well, let's go. Yeah, what man. are you entering? Boom, entering I'm Ireland? entering the entire globe, baby. Wow. The globe is bending over, and I am entering. Consensually, I don't want to get canceled. Oh, I'm not going to get canceled by the globe. I'm going to give it a nice reach around. Maybe I reach over to Germany. Pakistan, give it all a nice little hello. How are you? Why are you reaching in? Well, because well, if I'm bent over Ireland, uh, my arm is pretty long. So thinking of a globe. What? <laughs> uh, I got nothing. Nate, man, you know what I got to say? What? Southwest, no electrical outlets on their planes. Right. They announced plans to start to roll it out to some of their fleet in 2023. But Brian, I was playing Hades on my Nintendo Switch. Excellent game. Tremendous. Check it out. And I had three USB power banks. And I kind of charged them on the way to the airport. And then I kind of charged them there. But they did not last me the whole first oh, no. trip. And then they did not last me the whole second trip. Uh... Very upsetting on the way home. I got to say, I got to give the edge when it comes to booking flights to whichever airline has electrical outlets I'm. I think we're flying Aer Lingus, and I think they do. I've been looking at that too. I had I downloaded the entertainment app already because yes. you can sync your phone to the to the screen behind the seat, and yes. you know I got my wireless Beats uh, that I'm ready to go. So I don't know. Uh, I think they do have. I think they do have outlets. Again, because I've been. Of course, I'm. I'm worried about that too because I think the only time I was. <laughs> We were on, we were flying down to Puerto Rico. This was the summer before Molly went to 
college. And the big push, I forget what airline. It might have been, I don't, it wasn't Spirit. Might have been JetBlue. I don't know who it was. Doesn't matter. There was like, oh, we have every seat has a video screen behind it, and you can watch and make on both flights. Our three screens were the only ones that didn't work. Oh no! So I'm looking at every other row, and everybody's watching something on their little screen, and I'm like, God damn. And I know that's first world problems, but I paid first world prices for the flight, so I expected the first world service that came with my first world money. What is your preferred airplane activity? Uh, sleeping, followed closely by some sort of uh, watching some sort of video. Okay. So um, on a long, I'm ho here's what I'm hoping happens. That um, I think we leave, I don't know, 4 o'clock, 6 o'clock at night. We fly through the night. That I get a couple, uh, I find something that's going to help me sleep, Tylenol PM or something. And... After a couple hours, maybe I watch one movie and then I fall asleep. Then I wake up in Ireland. That's the goal. Mm. And also, if I can at all, if it's at all possible for me not to have to use the restroom for eight hours, that would be that would be another goal. Because that's my least favorite activity on a plane. Bathroom. Because as you know, you being a tall man, bathrooms are not built for tall men. No, you can't stand up. You can't stand up straight. And well, I have a hard time being Ichabod Crane when I'm making water, Miss Daisy. No, overnight, though, you're, if it's an overseas flight, it's going to be a bigger plane, right? I would hope so. I'm not flying a twin prop. I'm not Charles Lindbergh. You'll, you'll have a little bit of extra room. All right. I don't know. We're flying steerage because that was the best price. You're flying on a horse? No, we're not. Steerage, we're underneath with the, uh, with the river. It's an old term. That's how, uh, that's like on the Titanic where uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's character sailed on the Titanic down in the very bottom with the unwashed. Where he painted the naked picture in the car? Yeah, but no, not a car, but somehow he got to come out of steerage and he met a woman who took her top off for him. Does it count as joining the Mile High Club if you just paint a picture of someone naked? No, did you do both? I did. That's what I did on the flight to Ireland. I painted. You had an a, easel. You brought I, a big. Did you have one of those pallets at a beret? And you were like, mm hmm. It was. It was. Yeah. It was an empty flight. You got to remember, this is 15 years ago. This is pre 9 11. It was post 9 11. <laughs> but it was post 9 11, pre pandemic, right? Am I right? So yes. I had. I uh, guess you're right. Artist easel. There was an empty row. She laid on it, uh, nude, as they called it back in the Ooh. day. And I uh, put it out, and I took a bunch of colored pencils, and I drew. I just drew a big smiley face and circled it but i consider that a nude portrait in its own right <laughs> did Thank you draw you did you draw the big smiley face and then just a couple of little boobies underneath no it? just the smiley just face. the smiley face all right yeah. well that's that is an that's an artistic choice and i'm glad you made it <laughs> that's your vision that's your art we can't who are we we can't uh you know judge your vision that's how you art, saw it art is what makes us feel is it it is. Yeah, sure it is. Uh, I'm going to be in, in country, Sandy, for uh, nine days. going to be that, on the island now, for nine days. Uh, yes. Ask you something else, but it's gone. I hope it's uh, a scintillating question. Non-full non Aer Lingus overnight flights where no one is watching what you're doing are probably the best flights you can take. All right. Do you have? Did you do so it? Did, my, if, you, if you were going to do it, did you do it right in your seats? Yep. Or did, now, what I would do 
with when I got on a plane, I don't. So I was because I asked what you do on a plane because some people read, right? Uh, you do not read. You sleep or watch the video. So I have. I don't watch videos on planes. I'm not gonna because like once I recently I watched, I flew on a plane and they were showing the new Spider Man movie and I'm like that's ooh. great, but like it's the new Spider Man. I'm not gonna watch it on an eight inch screen like an idiot. Right, like right. what is wrong with you? So. Uh, I am a Nintendo Switch. Like oh. the Nintendo Switch exists for me to fly. I literally, the second I sit down, I pull out my Switch and I play it like a drug. I can't do anything else anymore. Now I will read. I have read. Sometimes that happens. On the way back from Europe, the last time I came back from Europe, I finished reading A Dance with Dragons, book five oh, okay. in the Game of uh, Thrones, uh, Song of Ice and Fire series. So I tore through like 200 pages of that. But nice. normally I'm a switch guy, so that that I was just curious, kind of. Now, what does your wife do? Is she the same? Watch a video? Or no, sleep? she will. She likes to read. I've brought. I've. I. Here's the thing. I have. I always have a book with me because I have the intention of reading, mm. and sometimes I have read a little bit. Um, but I'm I'm always uncomfortable on a plane. Even when I lost the weight, I was uncomfortable on a plane. Not that I'm afraid. I'm just physically because my legs are hitting the back and I'm, I feel crammed in. And uh, then I regret career choices because I can't afford business class. Um, Nobody so, can. Nobody so, can, but the business I, I know. But so I try not to do anything that's going to take any sort of motion, uh, including opening a book and turning pages or, uh, you know, trying to slide. So I don't. I try not to have anything under my feet because my size 15s need all that room to get under the seat in front of me. So I like to get in, hunker down, and never move. Uh, and it's easy to do that if you're watching a movie. I even I even hesitate when they bring the meals and stuff because I'm like, oh, I got to move. I got to pull a, the tray down, and then I got to try to cut, and there's people. But I think Debbie and I are in a row where it's just the two of us. Nice. So I think... I think that'll be better because I don't mind uh, bumping into Debbie or elbowing her while I'm trying to eat my uh, rubbery chicken that Aer Lingus is going to serve me. So that doesn't bother me. She doesn't, she, to answer your question, she'll read and then she watches stuff too and sleeps. Okay. What, what's your take? What is your go-to beverage of choice? Oh, that's a good question because it changes, it changes uh, based on the flights. Sometimes if I'm flying down to New Orleans, I will have a cocktail. Um, sometimes I won't have anything because I don't want to get up and have to go to the bathroom. Uh, so I have everything from ginger ale to water to a beer or a cocktail. Okay. Depending on, depending on uh, where we're going, how long the flight is. Uh, do we have a stack of Southwest uh, cocktail coupons? Probably. Then on those flights, I'll have a beer or two on the way down. Because the flight's only two hours, and I know I can make it to the bathroom. I know where the bathrooms are the minute I get off the plane in New Orleans. <laughs> well, I asked because, and in, in, in retrospect, I never traveled. I never flew anywhere with any of my ex-girlfriends until my wife. I, she's the only woman I've ever, like, partner I've ever actually flown with, I think. Well, you just but, told us about the Ireland trip where you joined the Mile High Club. Did you do it by yourself? I don't think that, that counts. That was once, and we only flew on the way there. How'd you get home? Swim? Uh, I walked. Kayak? I walked. You walked from Ireland? Yeah. If you could Russia walk has, a thousand miles, and Russia you would walk a, land, a thousand miles. Russia has a land bridge, you know. Sure, but Ireland's on the other side of a continent. 
was, I was a and very it's an long, island. Very long walk. Okay. I'm just, listen, I'm just fact checking. I know how you love a little fake news. Yeah. Well, all right. Big fan of that right now. Uh, but anyway, so I don't have anything to compare it to, but every single time we, I have flown with my wife, every time for five, six years, we're talking at least 20 rounds, round trip flights, right? Many huh. flights, every time without fail. Bloody Mary mix. Just the mix? Just the mix. Every time. And Does she drink that at home? No, never, never. I've never seen her drink that except for on planes. It's just her plain drink. So I, I find that interesting. There's nothing yeah. wrong with it at all. It, I, I always have a sip. It's always really tasty. It's frankly a really good idea because it's got, it's like kind of healthy-ish. It's like, yeah, you know, that's a veggie. Oh, it's better than just regular tomato juice. It's got some spice to it, a little, yeah. little zing. Yeah, it yeah. tastes great. It's not a soft drink, you know, so you're not just drinking high fructose corn syrup exclusively. Like it's. Is it she doesn't idea. go with uh, she doesn't add anything to it, huh? No vodka never. in there. No. I've never heard her order anything other than Bloody Mary mix. It's 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 very consistent. It's extraordinary. I uh every now, what would thing. happen if you came home from the grocery store tomorrow with a bottle of Bloody Mary mix? I wouldn't Said, do hey, it. You know, I know how much you love this. No, I wouldn't do it. Okay. I, it's just it seems like a flight. Look, look, like I said, I'm the same way with my Nintendo Switch on a flight. Like okay. that's like I sit down and I'm like, I love you, but you are no longer a part of my life. This Nintendo Switch, I'm playing Hades, and it's such a good game. It's such a good. It was like game of the year from every right. outlet in 2020. I want to say 2019, okay. maybe. It's so good, Brian. And it's then so you'll good. just, I'll see you. I'll talk to you when the wheels are down. Yes, I put my headphones on. I play Hades until literally my battery dies, and I have like. <laughs> Three backup USB battery packs. Three, not one, not two, three backup charger packs specifically for my Nintendo Switch to play whatever game I'm playing, which this weekend happened to be Hades, even though it's like a three-year-old game. Unreal. And it didn't and the batteries didn't work. That's no good. No, it was awful. It was tremendous. It was tremendously terrible. So then Just were you forced to talk to your wife and have Bloody Mary mix? No, we slapped. <laughs> do, but does your wife have a go-to? Is that unique? Throw it on the chat if you're you have yeah. a, uh, someone you know that has what they're like plain drink. Debbie does not. I will. Uh, I see her either have a diet coke. Uh, every once in a while, she'll have a, some sort of cocktail, maybe a beer or a wine. Or uh, I think one time she had uh, one time she had maybe a rum and diet coke or something. But no, I, I, I'm. For a guy who's as set in his ways as I am, you would think I would, you know. <laughs> but normally, or a lot of times, I try to be either asleep or faking being asleep by the time the uh, the service comes around. Because if I fake being asleep, most people aren't going to wake me up. They're going to leave me. Uh, Debbie occasionally, even if I am truly sound asleep, will elbow me to wake me up. Um, to Because they're coming around with the Sky Pixies are bringing around the beverages. And she doesn't want me to miss a beverage from the, the Sky, sky Pixies. Pixies. <laughs> bring, bring me over one, Sky Pixie. Um, but we've taken, now I would assume maybe this is maybe this is an odd flight thing. Do you and your wife sit right next to each other? Yeah. All right. Not us. We uh because you know, we like a little we like a little elbow room. So on Southwest, we try to get in and we'll sit in the same aisle. Or we sit, we both sit on the aisle across the aisle from each other, <laughs> which is basically next to each other. We can still talk. We can still do all that. But then she doesn't have to 
neither one of us has to get the other one up to go to the bathroom if we want to go to the bathroom. But like I said, this time we're a two uh, two seat aisle, so we're gonna see how this works out. See, my yeah. wife is. I mean, my wife is tiny. Let's be honest. Yeah, she's very tiny. She's very compact and small. She's almost as small as Kilroy. I'm not gonna lie to you. Right. I've, I've seen them both in person. Right, and uh, she's a window seat person. Really? Yeah. Yeah, which means that I will sit in the middle seat to whatever deal. Oh, with, with no. That. No, but on the smaller planes, it works out great because she's got some window. I get the aisle. We're right next to each other. It's just fantastic. right. Yeah. Well, that's why we started on Southwest sitting window and aisle and then praying that nobody sat in the middle. And sometimes we got lucky. A couple times we didn't. And after the times we didn't, that's when we came up with the let's sit next to each other with just the aisle between us. And then we can lean over, we can hand each other stuff, we can do we can do everything we would do if we were sitting right next to each other, but we're a little more, it's easier for her because she'll go to the bathroom more than I will. Mm. I I tr this I love traveling <laughs> once I get there. I love to yeah. be in I love to be in other places. Yes. I, I'm I can't get over how cool like you're I, anywhere I go. I love being there. I hate getting there. So I try to time it where I'm, what time are they going to start opening the gates and seeing people? All right. Just a couple minutes before that, I will go for my final pre-flight bathroom visit and try to dehydrate. I'm taking salt tablets. I'm trying to dehydrate myself. So once I sit down, you're never going to see me move. Mm -hmm. uh, Debbie doesn't mind. She gets up, goes down the aisle, goes to the bathroom. I don't care. You know, she can do, she, that's her thing. Not me. I hate it. Hate it, hate it, hate it. Because when I when I finally do have to go, it never fails. There's somebody who goes in there, and you know, God forbid, they had like three burritos in the uh, airport before they left, and just it's a horror show when you finally get in there. Plus, you can't stand outside and wait, so you have to time your you have to time your run down the aisle perfectly. Because if they don't want you standing around, they don't want you congregating near the bathrooms, so you got to wait. And you watch, okay, somebody went in, now I'm going to watch. And the minute they start, minute you hear that, uh, the lock on the door, you got to be up and flying down the aisle. And God forbid, that's when the Sky Pixies are out with their drinks. Because then you're never getting to the bathroom. Wow. It's a, yeah. You see why I'm already worried about stuff? This is what my mind is like every day. That's a lot. Well, if you need to borrow one of three one to three usb portable battery chargers yeah. i've got you hooked up i got i actually have have some of those and um i may bring i may bring one with me for the airport or the airplane but i don't think i'm gonna and then in the car i'm guessing that cars in ireland have either usb ports or the cigarette style chargers probably I would imagine we're not getting, you know, Model Ts to drive around. So then I'll be able to plug my phone in in the car. Yeah. And I've already purchased some adapters for the room. So I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. Uh, the cicadas have stopped before the show. We were sitting downstairs right before dinner and there was a squirrel. Have you ever heard a squirrel screaming? No. This squirrel was on our fence. <laughs> Uh, just screaming like, and I was like, what is that? Is that, is a bird being mauled by a cat? 
It was just making like, ah, 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 kind of sound. And Debbie looks. She goes, no, there's a squirrel sitting there. And he's obviously pissed off. He's just screaming and yelling. I don't know what was going on. So, yeah, baby, listen for one. Maybe one day you'll get lucky. You'll get to experience nature like I did. I don't want that, but uh, I, I will. It's fun. I'm I'm as old as I am. I had never heard a squirrel make any sort of noise. I knew they must have sque- they must squeak at some point. I didn't imagine them to be mute, I've, but I did. Uh, I, I was shocked by this. I've heard them make noise, and it's horrible, but not like a like a whatever you just said. Mike's claiming it was a mating call, maybe, but squirrels know I play hard to get, Mike. I'm not going to yeah. just, you can't just, you know, this isn't on the waterfront or a streetcar named Desire where the squirrel's just outside my window screaming, Stella, and I'm going to run outside and go, oh, fuzzy tail, mount it up. That's not going to happen. Yeah, no, I, I know squirrel mating calls intimately well, and they're, they're nothing like their screams. What uh, what do they sound like, do you know? Can you can you tell us a squirrel mating call? That's only like a one-way ticket to the Red Roof Inn Plus. Wow. Not the Red I, Roof Inn, but the Red Roof Inn Plus. I didn't even know that was a thing, but it sounds fantastic. There's one on the outskirts of Rockford. I presume it it's, it means that it's a Red Roof Inn designed for plus-size tenants. <gasps> oh, just a bunch of fatties at the Red Roof Inn. <laughs> Hello. That's a, that's a hotel for that's a one-night stand hotel for chubby chasers. I love it. Oh, so what's a one night sit? Because you know, there's a lot of gravity. It's a one play. night plop. Just kind of <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my my my! I had to mute myself for a second. That Did went. You? That took a dark turn. Wasn't there <laughs> one other piece of news this week that was like really like a lot? Oh, there's the shooting at Six Flags. That's kind of a downer. Yeah, that was last night. The people are okay. I saw on the news they still have not caught the guy who did it. Um, yeah, there was the shooting at Six. They're shootings. When isn't there a shooting? Shooting I'm in Texas. I'm gonna be in Texas next week. Do you I know, know how hard gonna it's gonna be. Gun? For me to not make fun of Texas the whole time I'm there. How are you not? How are you not buying yourself a giant hat and then making fun of Texas? Like, I'm going to walk into the hotel when I check in. Like, here's your room key. You're in like 1202. Okay, have a great day. Great. So if your power goes out, do you have backup generators or does someone need to call Joe Biden? (laughs) And then I'll just like. So listen, I plan on. I plan on impregnating someone. Where's the closest state line where they can get an abortion? Jesus uh, Christ. <laughs> oh, Texas. Yeehaw, oh, we got oil. Texas. And so actually, I was talking to somebody at this uh, wedding, and they were talking about how people, all the people they've met from Texas are very nice, and that like Texans get a bad rap for their like just horrifically bad government. And I was like, you know, that's fair. Like, it'd be like yeah. if like like Brian, if if like two years ago you'd gone to Ireland, or th- like say three years ago, your island trip was three years ago. And you went there and you landed and someone was like, oh, you're an American. You're a piece of crap because Trump's your president. Like, that, you know, that's not fair because you hate him. And uh, yeah, it's the same with Texas. I'm, so maybe a lot of people in Texas think it's BS. Gerrymandering is a thing. It is. There's a, lot, there's a lot wrong with Texas. There's a lot wrong with Illinois. But I've been, I've worked a lot in Texas from El Paso to Dallas to Fort Worth to Houston uh, I've been to Amarillo, of course, to the Big Texan Steak Ranch numerous times. Uh, I've been to South Padre Island, across the border. Um, 
I've always had I I have always had fun with the citizens of Texas that I've met. Now, I'm probably not meeting the ultra right wing uh, people who would support some of the things that goes on there, but I don't really, you know, that's okay. So yeah, everybody in Texas and Dallas is a top notch city. It's mm. it's really you know, it's fancy. A lot of new money in Texas. Well, it was new money probably 30, 40 years ago. Oil money. You know, now I don't know what it is. But it was uh, it was very nice in Dallas. I think I told you last week I liked Fort Worth better because it was a more old westy kind of feel. Uh, I've done Arlington, which is right in the middle of the Dallas Fort Worth Metroplex. So it's been it's a uh, it's a fine place. As long yeah. as you're not a woman or a minority or an immigrant. Right. Uh, then it is a fine, fine place to be. Now, uh, I've been in Austin too. Try to go up to the tower where the shooting happened. Bless you. Oh my gosh. Thanks. I had myself on mute to save the audio listener. Marta bringing up a good point. What's the fastest route to the airport that gets me to Cancun if I need to get out of there fast? Yeah, it's like uh, it's only two and a half hours, three hours from uh, Dallas to Cancun. So you're going to love it. You're going to come back. San Antonio is nice. Mike, you're right. San Antonio along the Riverwalk, very nice. Yeah. Uh, Cody's going to come back with some boots, some Lucchese boots and a big uh, resist-all hat. Going to ride a horseback all the way back. You're going to like it. You're going to have fun. No, be good. no I, I, I am big, though, on the, like, don't judge the – don't hate the player, hate the game kind of stuff. Like, right. don't judge the people, judge the people in power. Like, I, I, I particularly feel that with Russia. I think a lot of Russians – like, oh, you're Russian. You shouldn't be able to enjoy like any basic. Human oh no, I, I no. I'm with you. I know you're with me, but just I I want to put it out there. Like, like I think most Russians are probably just good people that just want. I mean, having traveled a lot, Istanbul, meeting my parents, like you know, very Muslim friends, with a very different cultural background, like Istanbul, like all the people I've met abroad in Germany, everywhere, mm -hmm. everyone care. Everyone in the world cares about the same stuff. Yeah. They care about their family. And they care about making sure their kids have a nice life. And Russians right. are no different. Russians, no. Russian, like you and me, the you and me Russian counterparts are not sitting around recording a podcast with each other being like, how, how do we blow up America? La, 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 la. Like, no, they're just like, they're just. I hope not because that's the worst Russian accent I've ever heard. Ah, uh, how I blow up America. Like that. No, but you're right. And there were all kinds of reports when the invasion happened and Russia invaded Ukraine. There were tons of reports of, you know, People, Russians protesting that and, you know, they, because you're right. Everybody wants the same thing. We want to be safe. We want to take care of our families. We want to be able to make a living. And we just want to, you know, it's the people who get the attention are the ones who want all of that, but then they want to tell everybody else how to live. It's, they're not content to just live on their own and go, Hey, I got a pretty good life. You know, I've got my struggles, but I got a place to live. Uh, my kids have food. They go to school. We every once in a while we can go somewhere and relax, maybe, or we just stay at home and relax. But things are okay. It's the people go. I've got all that too. But you know what? I don't want you to have this right, and I don't want you to be able to do this. And you need to pray to this God, and you need to. Do Those are the people who get the attention because they're loud and stupid. And so, unfortunately, the populace tends to get painted with that brush when everybody obviously doesn't deserve it. It's like when people go, all police are bad. Well, we, we know not all police are bad. We know there's some that are really bad. And, but there's a majority who just go to work every day 
and then they they want to get home to their families. But those those men and women don't get the attention because they're just doing what they're supposed to do. You know, it's the ones who go so far the other way or even enough to the other way that it gets the attention. And it's like, oh, see, that's the problem. That's the problem. It's those people. No, it's not. Yeah. You know, people make, uh, them, people make the mistake of thinking that representative government is actually representative. And it's not not here. Not no. here. It's not. Oh, not at all. Not when you look at every every poll and every survey of certain issues and the general population wants one thing, but the people in, in power, eh, no, we're, we're not. I know we're here to represent you and listen to you, but we've got our own agenda and yeah. you're not a part of it. So just sit in your house, shut your mouth, and I'm going to I'm going to stay in power till I'm 107 years old and I'm uh, eating pudding and spitting on uh, you know my voting button in the Senate and that's the way it is and you can't stop. Yeah. So that's Yeah, that. worth noting the majority of Americans are pro choice and the majority of Americans by a lot are pro marijuana legalization. Mm -hmm. And neither of those And in favor of and in favor of sensible gun laws. That's true. Yeah, yeah. So many yeah. things that uh, most Americans want that we're not going to get because uh, our government sucks. But uh, there you I'll go. I was waiting. We had made it the whole show without you really coming out. You you did a little early. You had some uh, some critique, and that was uh, you know people expect that. But I yeah. was waiting for the you know the government sucks deal. You know what? I uh, yeah. one of the one of the best things about this podcast we've ever done is when occasionally max armstrong would tune in yes because like for me like i don't know brian you're a radio veteran you're a radio i am a radio veteran you've gotten compliments from orion samuelson you've got like be like there are very important very good spike odell love like like there, there are very good radio veterans that know you're really good at what you do uh uh, you know, I'm less in that like area. Like, I, you know, Spike Spike was like, you were a good intern. But Spike was never like, oh, you're a great host, Cody. Like, I don't know. Maybe he was, but you know what I mean? Like, it was very validating for me. For me personally, like, it was very much a pinnacle when Max Armstrong is like hopping on our thing. We're like, you guys are fun. I'm like, oh my God, Max Armstrong thinks I'm fun. And then I know I scared him away. I know I scared him away because uh, my political, my drunken political, like, just. Because like the podcast Perhaps. was mostly fun, and then around the election time, I just started screaming about how much I hate America most of the time. Not a good, <laughs> not a good look. And I think I still get scared him off. So what? But the other day, Brian, my uh, my my CEO like interviewed me about what makes good podcasts, and he created yes. a bunch of videos out of it to market our company. I've seen them on LinkedIn. Yeah, yeah, we talked about it last week, and I posted them on LinkedIn, and Max Armstrong commented on one the other day. There you go. And he said, you're spot on, Cody. This is exactly right. And I just felt like um, it's it's weird, like the the places where validation comes from, mm -hmm. how like outsized of an impact they can sometimes have. Yes, I agree with you. And I know exactly how you feel. And I there's uh, there's nothing I can do to belittle it with her, which hurts me. I was, you know, I always, I always look for a way to kind of uh, tamp things down, but I know exactly what you mean. And it is, it's not that, oh my God, now, you know, I'm going to ascend to the heights of wherever, <laughs> but it's like, this is a person that I respect. Yes. And I respect not only his talent and his longevity, but the fact that he is a true gentleman and 
So it's it it carries a little more weight than just some anonymous commenter on Twitter or somebody else, you know, somebody who may have a great resume on LinkedIn that comments on your post uh, and who you go, oh, that's that's nice. But when you have that personal connection to someone you really respect, it's like, look at that. Puts a little wind in your sail for the day. Even yeah. if it's only for a little bit, you're like, what do you know about that? You know, I guess I do know what I'm doing. I, and a week before that, Charlie Meyerson had commented oh. on something I did. And I screenshot it and sent it to my, my uh, executive team. And I'm like, you don't know who this guy is, but I know who this guy is. Well, let me tell you who this guy is and <laughs> the awards he's won and like, yeah. you know, whatever, like, yeah. So no, it's uh, congratulations. Well, I felt good. He, he, Max dropped a comment on a, a comedy clip that I uh, posted the other day, which I had never done before. Um, but Ooh. yeah, it was, uh, it was because some, because somebody's like, well, listen, I've never seen your act, so I don't want you to use my name and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, all right. Well, one, I guess I get it. I understand. But then I was like, let me throw this up. And, you know, just in case, in case there's anybody else who, as I'm looking, was I'm looking to get more uh, bookings, is like, do you have any clips or anything? I was like, yeah, I, all right, I got this clip. It's it's horrifying. It's clips horrifying. are good, man. Clips are good. Clips. I got to get the clips. We got to get everything rocking. All right. So next week you will be in uh, in Dallas. Mm -hmm. You'll be jetting off to a D. You will be deep in the heart of Texas. Uh, I I wish you were going to San Antonio because then I would ask you to go to the Alamo and find the basement, and then just uh, stand in the Alamo and say the stars at night are big and bright, and everybody would go deep in the heart of Texas. You never saw Pee Wee's Big Adventure? Is there a pizzeria there? In the in the in the, the basement. No, there's no no nothing like that would happen at the animal. Mm -hmm. There's actually no basement. That was a Pee Wee's Big Adventure joke. I love Pee Wee. I watched him every day when I got home after class in high school. I mean, I saw him before that, but also like senior year, they started running reruns, and I would literally get home at like three thirty, four o'clock. Watch Pee Wee's Playhouse and pass out for a nap. Great. Uh, never nice. saw The Big Adventure, though. Should I? Big Adventure is, yes, The Big Adventure is fun. If you liked uh, Pee Wee, The Big Adventure was fun. Yes. Yes. So. My wife finds him creepy, so I can't watch it with her around. Well, I get it. I get it. <laughs> you know, in retrospect, yeah, all right. Yes. Yeah. I got it. Uh, you're like, you're like, yeah, that's Mike, fair. Mike is claiming that the Alamo actually has a basement. We're going to have to look into this, Mike. Not that okay. I don't trust you. Uh, you know, I think I, I trust you, Mike, but the Alamo have a basement. I've been in the Alamo. It was not very big. And it's right in the middle of the city. Your, your uh, audio is off, Cody. You turned your mic down. You'd think one of you would remember it. I do remember the Alamo. Uh, now it's, uh, hold on. <laughs> There's all different kinds of things. One, the first thing that comes up, the Alamo does not have a basement, but the gift shop does. Um, let's see. There is a basement in the Alamo, according to this, and other things you didn't know. Stop it. There is no basement. All right. Well, we're going uh, to have to look into this. This sounds – Ozzy Osbourne did once pee on the Alamo, Alamo. I don't know if you knew that, Cody. Why would he do that? Because he was drunk. Oh, I think that's why he was banned. If if I my if memory serves me, 
he was banned from working in San Antonio. He was arrested for public intoxication, yes, and permanently banned from San Antonio. Wow. Uh, the, band was the ban was in place for 10 years. Then he was uh, publicly pardoned after he bought off the Daughters of the Republic of Texas. But you're going, listen, you're going to D Dallas, and that's a whole different thing. I want you to look for JR and Bobby, try to get Sue Ellen. Did you ever watch Dallas? No, I'm looking at uh, Mike dropped a video in the chat, and it's Pee Wee Herman talking about the Alamo basement. Is this from Pee Wee's Big Adventure? I don't know. I can't see it. And I don't think we could share the video, can we? Uh, I'm getting in trouble. Yet, but Yeah, no. Wow, interesting. Huh. All right. I'll, uh, I'll check it out later. This we'll figure it out. Uh, All right, well, listen. Have fun. We're going to wrap it up because okay. it's time to go. Okay. You've uh, you've been up all day. You flew mm -hmm. in from God only knows where. So uh, Gidget is howling at the door. She wants to come in. Mm -hmm. So I got to let her in. But uh, so next week you will not be here. I will update people as whether I will be here with a uh, guest host or not, uh, depending on what uh, depending on what happens. But then in two weeks we will hear all about the Texas adventure. <laughs> So I want to hear, I don't want, and listen, don't come back with crazy facts about Dallas like you did with Martha's Vineyard. No, I, wanna, I want some, if you're going to drop down some demographic information, if you're going to drop ge geographic information, if you're going to tell me Dallas is really in Arizona, I don't want to hear it. Come back with real facts and real stories. And Mark Cuban, Paris Hilton, and uh, the guy with the wildest, thirstiest wardrobe. Okay guy or gal i'll do it it'll be a guy it'll be a guy most sure podcasters are men by a slight margin podcasters actually pretty there's actually pretty good representation uh, racially among podcasters this i do know because a report just came yes. out well that uh, i trust you on podcast stats because that's sure. your business yeah, I don't no, trust no, you on uh, the demographics of Martha's Vineyard. Yeah, good representation across uh like like you know ac pretty accurate like underrepresented groups are well represented in podcasting, but not the the male gender the gender split's still a little skewed, it's like 60/40 male or something. All right, that's close, but uh, close to 50/50. Mm -hmm. We'll get it there. Uh all right, anything else you got? You no, what about else? you? Any shows coming up? Uh yeah, the 26th. Uh, so a week from Friday, I will be in Highland Park at Madame Zuzu's Tea House. It's a Billy Corgan's place. So we're doing, uh, doing some stand-up there. Sounds like it's Madame Zuzu's place. Well, Billy, Billy Corgan from Smashing Pumpkins owns it. It's named Madame Zuzu's. Huh. I don't Seems know why. Sexism, that's why. I probably should know why, but I don't. Someone will correct me, and that's okay. But yeah, that's what I got. Uh, that's the the next uh, the next big outing. So it's tight, dude. I got nothing at all. I just got a week off, and then I'm gonna come back, and I'm gonna come in hot like I, I do. Can't wait. I'm gonna. We're gonna have all sorts of uh, country western accoutrements to listen. Bring back. Uh, have a couple Shiner box while you're down there. That's the official beer of Texas. Okay. So drink some Shiner. Enjoy yourself. Can do. All right. Thanks for uh, listening. Thanks for watching. Uh, tell your friends, blah, 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 like and follow, yada, yada, all the usual stuff. Hey, guys. Uh, that's it. Cody? Tell one friend about your show as long as, as, long as it's not a snowflake. <laughs>
I don't want you to tell a snowflake about the show. Bye.